Hello, good morning to all of you. Welcome to the Metapod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. This is episode 86. Yeah, I think I hyped up last week that I knew what episode it was. And then as I was doing that, like little intro spiel, I remembered that I didn't know what episode it was this time around. So (laughs) I made it back to back weeks, though. Sean, how are you doing? How has your week been? My week and weekend have been lovely. Uh, it was a, my partner's birthday, so uh, I am coming into this. Like, I saw some stuff on Twitter, but otherwise, it's, I've been very out of a loop on all things Pokemon, Digimon, everything. Like, I, I all I got was Twitter. Uh, that that was my, my source of news was random tweets. So um, Jake will may take the lead in explaining some of the things that I read about. There's a, I mean, Twitter is really, like, Twitter is my like trusted news trusted with quotation marks but is like my news source as well because you could just go on and you can see like 50 tweets in a span of like three minutes and then boom you already know at least like a baseline (laughs) knowledge of things right like obviously you don't go to twitter to learn you know every single little detail about everything but you can get kind of a gist of like what's going on at any point in time just from looking at twitter but um i got to open up a brilliant stars box on friday sean okay what did you pull what were your pulls it was not it was not provided by uh the pokemon company sadly (laughs) if you want (laughs) to make it to the next tcg set for me i'm all ears but um (laughs) i pulled some good stuff i pulled cynthia's ambition full art okay nice one of the chase cards Specifically the full art and not the rainbow, so that made it even better because yeah. if you know me, you know I collect all the full art supporters. So getting mommy, you know, yeah. like, is definitely definitely bonkers. And then I got a uh I got a Sylveon V Max like alternate art from oh, the trainer gallery. Yeah, that's a great one. It was so pretty. It was so pretty. And then also like my V's and stuff um were all like playable V's. Nice. You like didn't get were, like Simiseer or whatever. No, I didn't. I didn't get a Simiseer or anything like that. Like I, I got playable stuff. Now, obviously, I mean, I didn't get any Arceus playable mm. stuff, but like, you know, I got some Raichus. I got some Entei, some Whimsicott, like, like pretty decent, like pulls. So I was, I was pretty happy with the box. It was super exciting to open because of the the trainer gallery hits like the character rares, the trainer gallery cards. Yeah. Um and then just the regular ones on top of that. It was like a 12 hit box. That's great. You know. That's like so did you get any V stars at all? I did not get a single V star actually in my box, which was kind of surprising. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But I also got I also got a rainbow supporter. I got two full art supporters. Mm-hmm. I got the Sylveon v alternate art i got a raichu v full art like i like i i still had like good polls i mean two full art supporters and a rainbow supporter as somebody who collects full art supporter cards i'm sure that was pretty that was pretty dope like every box i open i try to get a full art supporter so like i was pretty stoked and like the v stars i mean aside from arceus which right now in tcg player is like a 40 dollar card market price wise like Shaman V Star four dollars, Charizard yeah. V Star twenty seven dollars, which is honestly kind of lower than I thought. Whimsicott V Star three dollars. So like I'm not even that mad that I don't even have 
like i didn't get a v-star you know yeah because yeah there's really only one yeah there's only one that you're like looking to get and if you pull one that's great it saves you a little bit of money like the rcs but you still need to buy the others yeah i mean like it was a good box that's all i'm trying to say no i i think that's pretty cool we're going to talk a lot about the good here on the Metapod podcast today, but we're also going to talk a little bit about the bad, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the ugly. But you know what, Sean? Let's get this out of the way. We hyped it up last week. Pokemon TCG Live Beta was out. If you were in Canada or you had a VPN to, you Wait, know, move yourself Jake, to... Sorry. Do you want to do the review? Oh. That review. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. And man, you're the review you know, man today. Comment, we got a comment on one of the on the recent Metapod YouTube video because we have our own YouTube channel now, the Metapod Podcast. We got a comment that said the best transition ever, and I was trying to <laughs> I was trying just... to follow that up with another great transition, and <laughs> and then all of a sudden hey, I messed it up. You 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 did yourself in with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little bit too in my head what but the... anyways as always we are trying to do the five star reviews every single week here on the metapod podcast reminder that once we hit a hundred ratings over on apple itunes reviews if you listen to the podcast that way please leave a review doesn't have to be a five star it could be one through five any of those whatever you truthfully think this podcast deserves once we hit 100 ratings sean and i are going to start doing extra content on the youtube channel which we've said it a couple of times before of what it could be so i won't try to uh i won't try to tell you all about that now but this week's five star review comes from jay's 817 the title and both the message are very simple, Sean. The title is just three fire emojis. Just fire, fire, fire. And you know what? I'm all about the fire emoji. I love keeping it hot and I was going to say humid, but <laughs> that didn't really work. I like keeping um, it Oh, God, no. Keeping it high and humid here on the Metapod podcast. Anyways, this five-star review said solid Pokemon podcast. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Jay, for the wonderful review. And thank you all to the listeners of the Metapod podcast, whether you are reviewing for us, whether you're just listening every single week, whether that's Apple, Spotify, YouTube. What other platforms are there? Pocket Cast. That's my that's my preferred. Yeah. Any of those. What did you say? Google Cast, if you're on Android. Google Cast. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Sean is the Sean is the tech savvy one of this relationship. Mm-hmm. So like he <laughs> he knows where everyone's at. He knows what countries we're in, things it's like true. that. And the analytics are wild. So Yeah, he is he is the all knowing, and I'm just the dingus on the cast. But Sean, the Pokemon trading card game live beta is out right now, as I mentioned earlier. So last week we talked about you could play the beta of Mm -hmm. the new upcoming Pokemon trading card game client called Pokemon trading card game live. If either you were in Canada or you had a VPN to kind of put yourself in a Airbnb for a little bit in Canada, if you know what I mean, if you don't know what a VPN is, it basically spoofs your location. Mm -hmm. So then people have a harder time, like tracking you down in terms of like internet wise it's a little bit safer and and also i think you like selling data 
yeah, of your like, like, searches and stuff? Like advertisers won't necessarily know all the correct information about you. So yeah, you're not yeah. going to get those weird wish ads that, you know, you <laughs> wouldn't want your mom looking over your shoulder <laughs> and seeing if you've ever seen the wish.com ads or whatever. But anyways, the Pokemon training card game live beta came out and there were several, several notable people playing it. So whether I mean, there wasn't like a ton of people playing it because, you know, it's exclusive to either Canada or having a VPN, which is a small, small audience in a small, small audience already of the Pokemon trading card game that plays the competitive side. Mm -hmm. But if you are on Twitch or YouTube, you will have seen people like Azul, Tricky Jim. You will have seen YouTube videos for many other content creators potentially showcasing the pokemon trading card game live beta and sean how much you were you able to get some you said you got a lot of your like news and stuff from twitter right mm -hmm. about the client yeah i got what? a lot of news i also i did peep a couple of like videos like to some degree um talking about the client and things so i i do have a i didn't play the client jake and i neither of us got on we did not uh do the vpn route we didn't yeah we we were not like uploading lots of uh deck profiles so we didn't feel the need to go into it immediately but mm -mm. And we both have seen a lot of stuff so we, we can give our opinions and also give what the community seems to be feeling about the client as well so sean since you were browsing twitter a good chunk what do you feel the community opinion was about the trading card game client um honestly if i had to pick one word to describe the overall sentiment now this is not to say that it is bad but i would say the single word that would describe it best is probably disappointment that's a, the exact word that i was thinking of yes and that's not to say that people are not optimistic that's not to say people are being overly critical or think that it's actually like disappointment and bad are two different things you could be disappointed because you expected more, but that doesn't mean that it's bad, right? Uh, but I think, and this is one of the, I think maybe we even talked about this, Jake, like there was a lot of, I think, uh, too much hype about the client going into its beta release. Like I think people were just excited that Pokemon was doing anything with an online client that would like, you know, suggest that they're putting more effort, more money, all that stuff into it. So uh, maybe people built it up in in their head, like what it would look like, what it would be. Uh, but I think in reality, it's it's starting off as kind of a um, a facelift, if you will, on PTCGO, the current client. It's 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 largely a facelift with some major changes. In particular, like the the card crafting system is a pretty major change. Uh, but otherwise. Everybody was like super stoked. I'll give one example, Jake, and we can talk about this. The ranked ladder, right? Yes. You know, we heard from Pokemon originally that there would be some sort of a ranked ladder, which people were like, oh my God, is this going to be like the VGC? Or is it going to be like, you know, Arena or Hearthstone or whatever? The other games that have ranked ladders. Um, but in reality, the ranked ladder really is mostly just the current ladder system on PTCGO with the actual downside currently of not actually pairing people that much based on their ELO, their, their like um, ranking. Yeah. 
and that you can still go backwards yes at a certain point like once you get to a certain rank on the ranked ladder mm. right because they have different tiers of like i don't remember exactly what it's called tiers. but for hypothetical purposes let's just say pokeball great ball ultra ball master yeah. ball it's like i think it's like great league ultra league stuff like that but let's just go the pokeballs because that's the easiest for a lot of pokemon fans to understand once you for instance make it to hypothetically great ball tier right you can start going backwards when you lose you'll probably i don't think you can fall out no you can fall out of great ball but like while you're in pokeball the first tier you will not you will not go backwards for any time you lose, mm -hmm. which is interesting in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense though. It's like, it's a very forgiving system. It's just like, Hey, you're at the earliest stage. We'll get you to the next stage and you can go back to the earliest stage, but you can't like, there's nowhere to go back from, right? <laughs> like you're at the bottom. <laughs> so it's like, fine. Um, I don't know. I, I, I personally think that this is one area where it's frustrating for people who are expecting a fully built out ranked ladder right now, but it is beta. There are a very limited number of players. And from what I've been hearing, there are a lot of people who maybe have had a tough time finding opponents, depending on when they're online. Or there's maybe like, I think a glitch in the system as well, in terms of like yeah, pairing... I think it's a combination of both. I also think that sometimes if you have a VPN, mm. right, like just trying for the client to work with that VPN sometimes can cause like a little hiccup and maybe the glitch. Because I think most of the people that I have seen who have expressed they've had trouble finding an opponent are people that don't live in Canada. Mm. Um, yeah. so not to say that, you know, people in Canada that are truly in Canada, like don't have an issue, but I think maybe it's a little bit, it might be a little bit connected. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise um, me. Um, but I mean like the ladder, in my opinion, like sure the rewards are great on the ladder, but I remember seeing like, it was like the upper tiers of the battle pass. Mm -hmm. you know because um the battle pass is like kind of uh if you've ever played games like apex unite things like that you kind of know what a battle pass is like the more that you play the more rewards that you will unlock things like that think of like the uh the current ptcgo reward system that's basically like a free battle pass it's that kind of thing yeah. Like for every win, for every objective or mission that you complete, you get, you know, some lightning bolts, we'll call it. And then it goes up through the battle pass. And after every X amount, you know, mm -hmm. you'll get a reward. It's like the upper tiers of the um, of the battle pass rewards. Like one of them is just one single like chilling rain pack. Well, and I. I think that's, yeah, I think partly that's because um, you earn a lot more rewards throughout the battle pass, you know? And, I mean, you're going to earn a lot of um, crystals, I want to say it is, that you can use to redeem for packs as well, I think. Can you redeem it's crystals for like, packs? I think so. Sure, yeah. It, what I'm trying to say, though, is, like, I don't know. I feel like for an upper tier pass, you know, I'm investing all of this time and 
all of this play into the game? Like, why in the upper third, upper fourth of completing the battle pass, am I just getting a single chilling rain pack? Like, I would rather have... I would rather get the like the same amount of credits, in my opinion. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I mean, I, you know, know. I'd rather get some packs or like a couple crystals or I don't, I don't know. I mean, or a, like a good card. I think what they will do. The good thing about this is it may be that when they launch properly, that <laughs> the battle pass, like they use people's feedback, and they they also will know how much people are playing to understand, hey, is this battle pass currently the way it's structured? Is it enough incentive for people to play regularly? And to your point, they may find that a random pack, you know, at level 40 is just not enough. And then they'll change it. And, you know, so I think that one is, is very easily addressed. I think it's a fair point, though, that, like, you know, hey, <laughs> you can maybe up it the... It doesn't feel like good incentive. But yeah. I do like the idea of the battle pass you know i do like the ladder and you know the premium and the regular i think it was the the free regular battle pass was the newest set packs mm -hmm. and then the premium was like kind of other sets alongside it because you'll gain yes. if you buy the premium battle pass you will gain both yes um and, and what i will say the one thing that is important to note if you have crystals, if you're doing this, it seems like every time they do a new battle pass season, the premium will give you an, a free deck, an entire deck. So like, I think this time it was, was it single strike Urshifu or was it Mew VMAX? I don't, I don't actually remember, but I do remember on one of the rewards in the battle pass, there was a Mew VMAX. So maybe it was the Mew VMAX one. I mean, point being, like, there are at least one, maybe two entire decks. Now, they're not going to be, like, perfectly optimized. But, like, yeah. getting a Mew VMAX deck is wild. It's just... Yeah, it's like getting Mew VMAX cards in general. Yeah, and you just get them for playing the game. So, like, if you are, and this was my concern, if you're a new player, this Battle Pass actually seems super valuable because it's like, hey, here's an entire deck that is actually mildly competitive, right? And when you get more credits, you can make the deck a little bit better, but you don't need to build something from scratch in order to actually progress, which like, that's huge, right? Like, yeah, that was my concern. It's like, if you're a new player getting into this and you don't have any packs, any credits, anything, you're just going to be stuck in the bottom tiers because your deck is trash. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will give them credit for that. So that's a good, you know, next to the bad of the rest of the past system being like, eh. Let's keep talking about things that the client gives you and talk about the starter decks. So at the beginning of the game, when you start up, the game will give you like nine starter decks. And these are pre-built decks that, Sean, I don't know if you've seen some of them, but they're actually like pretty good. Like some of the decks, uh, like one of them is a Zacian and Zamazenta deck, which is actually yeah. pretty competitive. One of them is like a single strike deck which is pretty okay is and and there's also another deck that has the inteleon engine so the shady okay. dealings inteleon with i think some quick shooting in it as well yeah but overall you can check out the nine decks i think celios put together a video um celios network put together a video going over the nine decks 
of the thing and like i i think maybe he talked about upgrading them kind of like little spurts of like here's how you could upgrade it real quick but point being if you are a new player and you get these nine decks you are instantly way way better off starting out going on the competitive scene in terms of against other players in the queue of the client then you would be on the pokemon trading card game online right like you had mentioned that with the battle pass you know you're getting these cards and stuff so then you're not automatically trash if you're a new player you know at the very beginning and you're stuck at the bottom levels these starter decks are the exact same way like i remember on day one you know azul was queuing up a whole bunch on the ranked ladder and he queued up a bunch against these like starter decks it was basically just like a copy and paste of the starter decks so of people had just started the game and you know were working with upgrading their starter decks and yeah i mean azul is a great 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 player and so obviously he's very very good and he converted his whole uh he migrated his whole thing so he has all of his cards and can build all the decks but you know some of those decks put up a good fight and if you were to come up against a person like me or sean right up on there with your starter deck like you got a shot to win like those decks gave you a shot to win in the ranked ladder even against like really really good players so i am super impressed with you know the introduction side Mm. in terms of the pokemon trading card game online client like introducing the game and getting people into the game and potentially getting them to stick because at least in terms of what you're getting we'll talk about more of why i clarify what you're getting um but in terms of what you're getting at the beginning like you are way more likely to stick around and stay in my personal opinion because you're gonna you're gonna win more i feel like than you would online on the old client yeah yeah i mean yeah you think about the current client i don't know if any of you listening have maybe started recently and can more easily remember what it was like to go into ptcgo with no packs no cards no nothing Boy, howdy. I remember I was playing some really whack stuff when I started um, because, like, I didn't really know if I wanted to invest all this money to, like, trade for these cards or whatever. Or in the case of live, invest all this money in codes to, like, get credits, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're starting them off. And I will, I hope that Pokemon, because it's now being run in-house, adds to the starting deck pool um every set or every couple of sets right if it's like twice a year i think that's still fine because what you don't want to happen is like i'm sure like on ptcgo have you played against like the trainers the various trainers in the early game recently i have it's all like expanded like x and y type decks and so like the decks you get you can't even play the majority of those cards in standard and you're just like what is this nonsense like it makes no sense so as long as they keep it up huge win i think i'm with you jake that's a huge win in my book so what i will say though what's not a huge win is how the client looks in game and for a lot of the other things i think the appearance of the pokemon trading card game live is the bad and is the ugly that we referenced earlier i especially on pc i think it was built i mean 
I think this is just the lesson all around. This game was built for mobile. Mm -hmm. There is so much dead space in yep. this client. Um, to give you a good example of what that means of dead space for any listeners, think of like your computer desktop. Do you have right? an image that you want to send me and then I can put it up? Um, if you don't, it's fine. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have an image, okay. but think of like your computer desktop. So on your computer desktop, you have your icons, right? You know, your internet browser, your library, your trash can, things like that. Take all of those icons off except one. Take all those icons off except one thing and put it smack down in the middle. That's what it looks like opening packs on the Pokemon trading card game live. You are opening packs and the cards are insanely small, <laughs> right? Like it's, and there's just a lot of dead empty space like surrounding the screen and it just looks bad. Yeah. Like I, I was watching Andrew Mahone open a bunch of different packs and I like, it wasn't exciting. Like it was a new set that came out that day and I mean, he wasn't really excited. People in chat weren't really excited. I mean, because you can't really see the cards. Yeah. They also they can't zoom in on them either or anything like that. I will say they did implement a bit of a what I would call, um, what is it? Quality of life, which is like you can open. No, they took away quality of life. And well, anyways, you, you do your point and then we'll get into that. Well, Sorry. The quality of life point I'm making is like for people who want to open 10 packs at once so they still mm -hmm. have the problem of you can only upload 10 codes of the same pack at a time which is super annoying because if you have like 100 codes that you want to import or whatever whatever it takes time but you can open up 10 packs at once now so you don't have to open up every pack and see all the reveals and whatever you don't have to do that you can like open them all and then just sort of skip it and all the cards are now so you can open them up in batches that's one quality of life obviously the if you want to like see all the cards everything being tiny on the screen. Yeah, that's pretty lame. That's pretty lame. And I get it. Like, I mean, it just looks like it's made for mobile. Yeah. Um, uh, the packs as well. This is kind of an interesting thing um, that I was a little bit hesitant at first, but then I kind of grew to it when I started thinking about it more. So in the Pokemon trading card game online, the old client... When you open a pack, you get the normal set of cards like you would IRL, like you get 10 cards in the pack. In the Pokemon Trading Card Game Live, if you heard Sean earlier say this but maybe missed it, you only get five cards in a pack. You just get the uncommons, I believe, and the the reverse and rare, something like that. Well, you, huh. fact of the matter is you only get five cards, right? So obviously, like, half the cards are missing from the old client opening and and at the beginning i was like i was like what the heck like why why can't i get you know 10 cards um in the pack like i was kind of off put by that but then i started thinking about it and i remembered the dusting system mm -hmm. and with the dusting system you know based on the rarity it costs like x amount or things like that and you know, dusting commons and uncommons specifically, because those are the cards that are missing in your packs, just some commons and uncommons, those are really easy to dust. And if you want players to get introduced 
to the dusting system. You want players to get used to the dusting system. The best way to do that is to try to get them to dust, you know, the commons and uncommons, I will say. You know, there's not usually too many different rarities of the commons and uncommons, right? It's not like an RCSV that has like five different arts, you know, yeah. <laughs> on release weekend. You know, you're trying to get a, a Bidoof, you know, which is either regular or reverse hollow which either way that is not that much so i thought it was kind of cool that a way to introduce kind of more of the dusting system was to use commons and uncommons but it was a little off-putting to first see only like five cards in a pack i interesting i didn't know that they did that that's because the, the only you packs i saw no, in a pack the only cards the only packs i saw open were celebrations packs which only ever have five cards oh. in a pack Oh, yeah, it's it's the whole thing. It's all the packs. That's all the weird. packs are just five. But I also thought about this, too. Like, um, so when you get extras of a card, right, when you have more than four copies in your game of a specific card, it automatically gets turned into currency. Right. Yeah. You know, credits. It automatically gets turned into credits. It would be very fast to go and get uh credits of like commons and uncommons because you have extras right i opened up one booster box of brilliant star irl and i got my full playset of mincinos mm -hmm. plus extras right and that's a common card so i guess maybe they also weren't trying to like overload people with credits you know making it uh, they might have thought that you know okay you have to work just a little bit more in order to get the currencies you want to be able to consistently craft and and make the bigger better cards that you need in your deck which i thought was kind of interesting and um when we'll kind of transition it to this part i think the ecosystem the economy the ecosystem there are animals living in the uh -huh. pokemon trading card game live but i think the economy in the game is actually really really good in my personal opinion um it's obviously better probably if you migrate and you've been yeah. playing the card game online on the old client like Sean and I have. So we'll probably have a much easier transition into live. But I feel like if you start from nothing, like we had we had a kind person. I won't say their name because I don't know if they want their name said. Um, we had a kind person reach out to us on Twitter and say, should I wait to... Mm should i wait to like use these codes or live or should i put them in online and you know obviously they don't have like online stuff like sean and i do you know just starting but i feel like you're gonna be okay like i don't think you're gonna struggle and hate your life for the first three months if you start from nothing on the pokemon trading card game live i feel like the output of credits is at least really good now i'm not 100 percent sure of the other two currencies i mean crystals and coins i think coins are all aesthetics and crystals you yeah. use for like the battle pass which all of that you will have plenty of that even as a new player if you just play through the battle pass is what it feels yeah. like so if you play through a battle pass you will have enough crystals for the next battle pass and at you know you know add infinitum you will always have enough so that I don't think is the concern to your point, but I don't know. I'm like the economy is less, a little, a little less worrying than I originally thought. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it heavily advantages existing players because yes, a hundred percent. Oh, yeah. no doubt. I think if they didn't have good starter decks, 
or good decks that you got on the battle pass, I would be much more concerned because, you know, having those two means you also are probably going to have most of the, most of the uh, trainer cards that you might want. You probably already have just because of the starters and the battle pass stuff. Right. So you're not having to necessarily waste, you know, credits on quick balls or ultra balls or switches and, that, you know, as a new player in um, PTCGO, the current client, if you're really starting off, you have to waste kind of a not insignificant number of trades unless you've bought, like, a trainer's toolkit code card. You have yeah. to, like, waste a not insignificant number of codes and, and time just trading for, like, random trainers here and there. And it's annoying. Um, so this system, I think, is much better for that. I think... I do think what will happen, though, is code cards for the the only code cards that will be worth anything will be the code cards for the most current set because you could just pull the card that you want to to get in credits probably right like that's probably going to be the most common and then the code card for the smallest set with the highest number of rarities uh, of like it's, it's basically just like holiday sets right and like so the ones where you guarantee like a hollow rare in every pack exactly so and, and also the smallest because we talked about this when we talked with mark as well we we <laughs> said like hey a strategy is probably going with the smallest set possible so that you can have four copies of every card in the set as quickly as possible and that is exactly the strategy that every pokétuber that i have seen use is celebrations is a tiny set you can get four of all those cards very easily and very quickly. And so every pack you open, it's like you get to dust everything, which like I think he was, um, I think, oh man, sneeze. I think um, Trainer Chip did an interesting, I think it was Trainer Chip, did an interesting video where he was getting about 7,900 credits for every 10 packs of celebrations, assuming that he had every card as a four copy, which he did. Mm -hmm. And so, like, 7,900 credits, if you look at the system, will get you, like, you know, I think it would probably be, like, almost eight VMAXs, which is great. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, that's a whole deck, basically, in terms of credits. Um, so, I do think it pigeonholes you into the kinds of sets, and it, and it does force players to, like, hey, I'm going to need you to commit to getting a place out of every card in the smallest set possible if you want to maximize your credit. So I'm still, I'll still be interested to see when it, when the thing launches publicly, if code card prices for certain sets really goes way up. And if that kind of throws the benefits of the economy on one side, like kind of off, like all of a sudden celebration codes are like $3 each and like, well, that's not going to be useful. Um, I will say, I don't know if you know this, but I think it's noteworthy to say that in the client, you can only open up, 400 packs of a set so with celebrations like you're saying you can only open in the client 400 packs of celebration and then it cuts you off it says you cannot open anymore now for most all sets i feel like if you open 400 codes <laughs> you're probably good like you probably yeah. got everything that you could ever want in that you probably have you definitely have at least one of every card yeah. You know, you probably have, I would say, two copies of at least every single card. Yeah. Because you think about it, 36 codes is a booster box. 
Yeah. So 400. I'm not good at math, but I know that's a lot of booster boxes. It's like it's like eight or it's like nine or so booster boxes. So it's like, yeah, it's that's kind of, that's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, no, that would be like over 10 booster boxes. 400 codes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, again, I don't know. I mean, I don't think in the grand scheme of things it's going to affect really anybody. But um, if you play a ton and you use your credits to buy packs or, you know, like through rewards and stuff, you may hit like a, a cap in in a set in the near future. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's it was an interesting tidbit that I thought was kind yeah. of worth noting. I will say one thing that's funny, Jake. I just checked Potown Store for their celebrations codes because, you know, everybody who's playing on it, that's what they're doing is getting celebrations. And they're all out of stock celebrations codes. Yeah, I mean, I saw on Twitter that basically everywhere was out of stock of at least celebrations codes. Um, so I will say, Sean, the client, in terms of gameplay, so, you know, actually playing the game, this will kind of be, I think, the final yeah. thing that we'll talk about of the client before we move on. The client does not make me feel like I'm having fun playing the game. <laughs> does that make sense? I mean, how does it compare to PTCGO? I would rather play PTCGO. I would rather, like, in terms of the actual, bless you, in terms of the actual game, I would rather play PTCGO. Like, okay, the only like great thing I really feel like with the with the gameplay that they've done on the Pokemon trading card game live is that they have when you move a Pokemon to the active, they have this like little animation that pops up of like, you know, if it's a water type, it'll like have a surge of water. You know, it is like Kinda a cool. cool thing. Like, I think that's cool. Pretty colors, you know, but yeah. there's a lot of other things in the client that I just hate. So, for instance, damage counter placements. Oh. If you're playing something like Dragapult VMAX, you, you manually have to drag a damage counter over to the Pokemon that you want to put it on. You have to manually drag every single damage counter right you can't just click them like on ptcgo and boom there's one you have to click grab down on your side drag all the way to the other side put a pokemon and drop it there i mean and there's a, like quality of life in general while huh. playing the trading card game live client is awful you know here's one thing that you probably never thought of sean here's one thing that you probably never thought of that i noticed instantly yeah when you play the Pokemon trading card game online and you have one prize left to take and you take a KO, you know, what happens in the game? I think it just ends the game and you get the end screen immediately, right? Yes. It, it takes the prize automatically because yeah. it literally the game is doesn't over. matter. It literally doesn't matter what the prize is. You're going to take it no matter what, right? And it ends the game. On PTCG Live... If you're in that same situation, you have one more prize left to take, and then you take a knockout, you have to manually take the prize, or else the game will not end. You have to manually take the prize. That seems a bit silly. It is the... I have never been so enraged about <laughs> losing a piece of life, a quality piece of life. Uh, I never realized how fortunate I was 
for the game to take that final prize for me. Also, when you're taking a prize, you get flashbanged, Sean. It's like you're playing Call of Duty and someone throws a flashbang at you. When you take a prize, there is this fluorescent bright white and green screen that just pops up out of nowhere <laughs> when you take a prize and it's like where's the epilepsy warning i mean oh, there's a man. huge like it's terrible like i don't want to look when when azul or andrew or sack sack or anybody playing live is is taking a prize like i look away from the screen you're like, I don't want to see it. It's too bright. Yeah, like, because I'm going to be blinded. Like, it's, there's so many, like, little things yeah. about it. So, like, when you quick ball something and you search through your deck, right, for a quick ball, on the Pokemon trading card game online, the old client, the, um, the deck will automatically place everything that you can grab in the front and highlight yeah. it to be able to take and then it'll have everything else in the back so you could very and easily and it's grayed it. out it's like grayed out a little bit yeah it's it's just like it, it basically signifies hey you can't take this with a quick ball but this is what you've got in your deck yeah on trading card game live for anyone who does not know when you quick ball for something there are basically two tabs that pop up there is the tab that says boom this is what you can grab and it only shows you what you can grab yeah right which is like i get it you know on mobile you don't want your phone to process even more things you yeah. know and load up all of those images but there's a second tab that pops up all so if you want to do a deck search and you want to look through like every single card of your deck you have to click that all tab you can't like the default yeah pop-up is just I, the stuff that you can take and then also on the online client the old client it will like smush all your cards together to make it as short as possible so like if i have three research in the deck it's going to say research three right yeah but on live it like lists every single card individually it doesn't condense them together which is terrible in my opinion like I'm never going to look for what prize. I know it's I know that mimics yeah. like a real game, right? Like a real game is just going to be a clump of cards. But part of the beauty of the online client, just quality of life, in my opinion, was having things condensed. I mean, I, I, I will say like the the point you made about mobile. I think you 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 know why certain things yeah. are the way they are. The um the other points like the damage counter, the taking the prize they clearly have made a decision, at least for now, we'll see if it changes, that they want to mimic IRL actions, right? Placing a damage counter manually is kind of what you do IRL, as opposed to like, you know, and then taking the last prize. You do have to take your last prize manually. Here's my, here's my combat point. If you've ever watched IRL, People don't really take the last prize, right? Because your opponent yeah. basically knows. It's like, okay, you got it. GGs. And so you just shake hands, and it's very rare that the opponent actually takes yeah. the final prize. But I know what you mean. I, under I understand what you mean, and it it's a valid point. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, for me, the weirdest thing, and we'll move on to some Brilliant Stars meta, but real quick, all of the cards of your opponent's side face you. That yeah. is weird. That is super. And I know that's just probably like people get used to it, but like that does not mimic uh, online. 
Bless oh, you. Lord, that does not mimic IRL play at all. And it also really screws with confusion. Because, yes. like, confusion, you turn a card upside down facing you. Bless you again. <sighs> and, and like, the fact that everything faces you is just, it throws me off. It's very strange. I'm like, this is not, this is not how, not just Pokemon, this is not how any card game works. Yeah. No card game IRL. Like, uh, it, that's, okay. Anyways, do you want to get to the brilliant stuff? If we're, if we're mimicking what an IRL game would look like, you know, you mentioned it earlier, like, putting damage counters, you know, searching through the deck, taking prizes. If we're mimicking the game, you can't have that, you know, cards flipped over. I'm going to go to a locals once IRL events come back, and I'm going to be getting some kid, you know, some small like, child that thing. doesn't know and has never played IRL before that's like, uh, sir, can you flip all your cards around? And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, you're... I, I know that you're new, but no, like, like that's not, not how this works. That. Yeah, it's there's the overall, in my opinion, there are a lot of great things about the client. There's a reason that we didn't go over the bugs and ah, things like that. It's a beta. There are plenty of bugs. Those can be fixed. It's just the overall aura. You know, when I said like, it's not fun playing mm. the game, like it's it's not it doesn't feel as fun. It doesn't feel as satisfying to play the game. And it's all the more reason why I want IRL events back as soon as possible. So please get your vaccines, wear your mask, <laughs> be safe, and stop stop trying to ignore world problems. Anyways, Sean, you know what's not a problem, though? Is the Brilliant Stars meta. Well, well I mean, that's, that's a... We don't think that's it's a problem. That's up for debate, but... If you did not see over on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, any of that stuff, the Full Grip Games, invi or not Invitational, but the Full Grip 1K. Games tournaments, yeah, like 2K, 1K tournaments that they do every set released weekend was conducted. And for this one being Brilliant Stars, this is Brilliant Stars card legal. And there, it was awesome. It was a why I think it was the biggest, um, both regular, uh, standard format and also GLC format because they do one each day. The biggest turnouts that they've had yet so far, which is really, really exciting. And we're gonna go over a little bit of these results to give you kind of a sneak peek of the meta and then also, um, from some other tournaments as well. But we'll start off with the full group games. Just a huge shout out to the tag team podcast. Riley Hubert and JW Crewall are, I mean, they were the MVPs yeah. of the full group games weekend. Riley Hubert ended up winning the standard tournament over at full grip games with Arceus Duraludon VMAX. And although we're not really going to talk about GLC, the gym leader challenge, custom fan made format, uh, JW Crewall won that side with his dark deck. So shout outs to the tag team podcast. We love them. I've been on the podcast as a guest host. You know, they're, they're a good friend. So shout outs to them. Excellent podcast as well. But Sean Arceus already showing its dominance in this event. Riley Hubert winning the standard tournament with this Arceus Duraludon deck. And Sean, let me kind of walk you through this deck so you've got your rcs v this is very interesting of a deck because if you look at a lot of rcs v max decks that are in the rest of this tournament which we'll kind of go over some of them later 
This deck, Arceus Duraludon, VMAX, and VSTAR, have a 4-2 line of Arceus in it. Usually you won't see a full four Arceus V in this list, but the main things about Arceus V and VSTAR is it wants to do two things. One, it wants to accelerate the energies to Duraludon, right? You you basically yeah. want your first turn of attacking to almost always be Arceus V. So putting more copies of Arceus V than Duraludon V speak huge volumes of who you want to put as your starter at the beginning of the game and who you want to be using that first attack Trinity Charge, which accelerates energies onto your pokemon and then obviously with rc's v star you want to use starbirth the ability because it's a bonkers ability mm -hmm. to do many things and i mean this is kind of all i don't want to say your standard duraludon vmax list just punched in rcs and ultra balls <laughs> but that's kind of like what it is in my opinion yeah yeah i mean this is interesting so I guess to give people a sense, like, yeah, the RCS V-Stars first attack, Trinity Nova, does 200. One thing that's not featured in the list that we are showing is double turbo energies. So yes, that was a mistake on, on their part. Full Grip's part yeah. that's sweet. And, I mean, credit to them. They had a very, very long two yes. days. But, yes, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're watching this on even Spotify video, um, there should be a playset, I believe, mm. of double turbos in this list. So... The idea there, to Jake's point, you want to start your RCSV, and then if you go first, going second, you can go into the V-Star. You can go and get yourself a double turbo directly with the V-Star ability, right? If you don't have it in hand. Mm -hmm. um, and then depending on what else you've got, like, if you've already got a way to, like, set up your Duraludon VMAX the following turn, like, you have the Evo, you have the Ultra Ball, maybe you have a Research, whatever, you can either choose to get... You could go get a Boss's Order and a Choice Belt, so if you're really lucky and you have the V-Star and you have the double turbo in hand and you had an energy attachment the first turn and you, you've got all your good stuff, you could get the boss and a choice belt and then you could boss up something that has 210 uh, HP. Relative, I guess it would be doing, what, 230 minus 20? So 210, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Boss up something with 210, which is most Vs in the format. Yeah, I mean, Suicune has 210. Right. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Suicune later. Um, Mew V has 180. Yeah. Genesect, I think, has 190. So, or like, 170. either way, it's under 200. Yeah, so you can, like, counteract the double turbo, get two prizes, set up a Duraludon VMAX for the following turn, and then you're kind of you're, you're golden. Duraludon VMAX doesn't have any weakness, has 330 HP. It's a beefy one. It does 220 damage. And I believe it's protected from everything with special energies. Mm -hmm. So it's like now all of a sudden your Mew VMAXs with their fusion strike energies, not doing a lot. Single strike energy decks, not doing a lot. Um, so as a partner, it feels really a lot like, um, I don't know, it's got Gardevoir Sylveon vibes. Do you remember that Guardian yes. tag team where it's just yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on just two different Pokemon lines. They're both kind of a house in their own respect. And every other card is just there to make that the most consistent game plan. And that's it. And like, you're going to have a hard time killing 
taking enough prizes to win before I do. And that's it. That, that's really all it is. It's wild. I mean, again, your Duraludon's going to be huge with a base of 330 HP and then a big charm on top of that. And just the consistency of the deck that you can have with Ultra Ball. Ultra Ball yeah. and inclusion in almost every single deck because it is just so good in my opinion and also this is something that we'll see a lot more of we'll talk about my favorite deck coming out of this tournament later but with starbirth and ultra ball being in this deck there's the inclusion of a single strike mustard supporter so if you do not see on riley hubert's list that won the full grip he has a two three line of duraludon two duraludon v and three Duraludon VMAX. The reasoning for that is, so we talked about, you know, Arceus V-Star having that 200 base damage. Well, with the choice belt, it does 230. And especially, you know, if there's a, there's a couple decks that can hit that 220 mark that your Duraludon V has. So if you're facing a deck that can hit that potential really easy, and maybe you're afraid of getting your Duraludon V gusted up with Ultra Ball, you know, and a bunch of other burnable cards like having Quick Balls, Pokey Gears, things like that. Yeah. You could actually use Starbirth to create the perfect combo to use Single Strike Mustard and just go ahead and slap a Duraludon V Max on your bench, automatically skipping the V. Like, that's a total yeah. plausible game plan. Now, there's no Luminion to search out the single strike mustard. But again, you're using Starbirth's ability because you can't have V-Star power uh, once per game and just using Starbirth at any point in the game and finding whatever combo cards you need. So very, very cool idea uh, for Riley and the couple other people that I think played this list. Um, very, very cool and very, very good, obviously, because it ended up winning the tournament, you know? Yeah. Um Jake, I mean, we can go through a lot of other lists. It seems, though, that, like, broadly speaking, dark decks also seem to have a lot of success at this tournament. You had sort of a, you know, Sableye Weezing coming in second, Gengar VMAX coming in third, and then another Weezing Sableye, but more of a single prize focus version. You had three Weezing Inteleon decks inside the top eight yeah so i mean and then you had you had gengar in third place on top of that so literally half of the uh half of the top eight were dark decks dark attacking decks and i think that's because uh, i'm clicking over here for those watching on youtube to a overall breakdown of all the decks um i think what you do see is yes rcs v-star variants which there are many of there was 29 of them. So like literally day one, day two of Brilliant Stars being released. And it's already like the second most popular deck. But new Max as well in in the full grip tournaments, they allow Japanese versions. So if you had, you know, if you bought Japanese RCS V-Star, as long as you like knew what it was, yeah. you know, and you knew what it did. Um, you were allowed to play it, you know, just for the new cards, I believe. I don't think yeah. you could get like a a Japanese version of Octillery, unless it was like the character rare Rapid Strike Octillery. But overall, 
you know it, it gives the opportunity for a lot of people to play these like newer decks like rcs v-star variants but you know mu v max still very very good it did get two top eight finishes in the standard tournament so i mean it's it it was the most popular deck by far and then i mean it it still did really really well despite all of the dark decks that are around yeah um and then if you look at the rcs breakdown uh interestingly people seem to feel like ice rider was like the most interesting partner there's nine of those ice rider ones which um you know i'm not fully sure what the strategy like why you would pick ice rider over duraludon maybe you just want to be able to use um what the basic power plant of the format i think maybe because with um ice rider ice rider hits just like a little bit more damage than duraludon so i suppose like it has just it has a better chance of taking knockouts and and fixing math correctly um it did get 13th overall this was actually somebody that i know a guy from indianapolis keegan ives love that kid um and it's like a really really cool deck i mean it plays the new babarl right with the industrious incisors once during your turn you may draw cards until you have five in your hand very very cool especially because we mentioned earlier you have cards that can kind of clear out your hand with ultra ball quick ball things like that to be able to uh you know get as many cards out of your hand as you can and i mean again just with decks being able to go turn one rcs turn two starbirth to be able to find all these different pieces is just so so good in my opinion and yeah i mean a lot of people also you know didn't expect to see like a card like zashian so ice rider calyrex having that metal weakness typing people really weren't worried about like facing off against a metal deck now if you did face off against riley i will say the duraludon v is a metal pokemon yeah. So that could be a little tricky for that uh, matchup, and Riley wouldn't have to worry about evolving. But either way, I do think it is um, also a really... I, I mean, just Arceus V-Star overall. If you if you take nothing from this like small meta discussion, Arceus V-Star is a really, really cool card that will bring a bunch yeah. of different possible variants for you to play that do well. Yeah. I mean, I will say... If, and I, I'm looking to buy cards as well, and, like, RCS V-Star is still very expensive. It's about 35 to $40 if you want a single copy um, from most places. But I think that partially that cost is being driven as well. A, this was the first big tournament. B, um, you have Salt Lake City coming up in a couple of weeks. So the people who are willing to pay those prices will pay them to get RCS V-Star. So... If you're not going to Salt Lake City and you're on a budget, but you still want RCS V-Star, uh, if you're willing to wait just a little bit longer, waiting till mid-March is probably a great bet for you because I'm not saying RCS will be played less, but there will be less demand because between Salt Lake City and the next regionals, it's like a whole month and a half because Florida got canceled. So yeah, um, yeah, that will, will be a time, I think, to buy if, you're, if you want to hold out just a little bit. I will say also that, you know, we're talking about 
this breakdown of results and things like that this meta is super underdeveloped yeah right like it's it just happened to be opening weekend where cards were played in this tournament so like you know you may think looking at this top eight oh my gosh like it was basically all like decks that we've seen before you know wheezing yeah. intellion gengar mu v max like uh but just like let let the format develop a little bit i remember when you know fusion strike format when full did the fusion strike format and mu v max didn't it wasn't everywhere yeah right it was not nearly as strong performing as it is today because you know we didn't have meloetta in builds yet you know that like kind of turbo engine we were still playing like four p and e and yeah and no meloettas but um just let just let it evolve but john there is one more deck that i want to talk yes. about before what is it? and it what is, is the it? 16th place deck this was a creation by frank persick and michael slutsky this is an Arceus Flygon deck. Now, Sean, do you recall in the Metapod what we said Flygon V was? Uh, what did we say it was? This 160. We didn't really talk about it, but I, because <laughs> we <laughs> thought it was kind of bad. Like most other people, like most yeah. other people said that this Flygon was not going to be significant. Now you'll get some content creators that in their videos, they said, Oh, it's got potential, you know? It just says, like, uh, well, who knows? Yeah. But I, I will upfront and admit and say that I didn't think this card was going to be good, and now it's in my favorite deck from this tournament. Flygon V, for anyone who doesn't know, 220 HP basic dragon Pokemon. It has two attacks. The first one doesn't matter, so don't worry about it. <laughs> the second one, for grass fighting, fighting colorless, Draconic Impulse. It was 160 plus, 160 base damage. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon VMAX, this attack does 160 more damage and discard three energy from that Pokemon. So basically doing uh, 320 base damage, you basically one shot most, yeah. most I will say, Pokemon VMAX. And with the additions in the deck list that Michael Slutsky piloted, there are two choice belts as well, so two little damage modifiers that allow you to hit, uh, quick math, 350 damage on a VMAX, which knocks out everything in the format. Yeah. So really, really cool. The idea of this deck, you have Arceus V and V-Star, like most of these other like really, really cool builds that we've talked about. And the idea, again, is to either Trinity Charge from the V or Trinity Nova from the V Star. Turn one Arceus, turn two Starbirth to find the different pieces that you are looking for. And this is basically a box deck. You know, whether you're going to be hitting VMAXs with Flygon at absurd, absurd, absurd numbers, you know, using the Dunsparce in case there was a lot of Urshifu. Newsflash, there wasn't a lot of top-placing Urshifus in this tournament, so maybe if you're moving on to the Salt Lake City Regional and you want to play this deck, maybe you cut out Dunsparce. Maybe you get rid of that card. Maybe it's not worth it because there weren't a lot of Urshifus in the top results. You do have Galarian Zapdos V in case you, you know, go up against a Arceus deck, which... 
or Eternatus. Or Eternatus, but Newsflash, Arceus is a very popular card right now, and I think it'll only get more and more popular. So I think Zapdos is a pretty good addition because you're often pairing Arceus with a bunch of other Vs mm -hmm. or Vmaxes or Vstars, whatever. And so Galarian Zapdos is going to be able to hit a very efficient 340 weakness with a low, low amount of energies. But the coolest part in my, well, I don't know, Flygon is pretty <laughs> cool in this deck. But the other coolest part is, if you're watching on YouTube and Spotify, it's kind of covered by my screen, but there is an addition of two single strike B drills. If you're a fan of the Tricky Gym YouTube channel, you will know that Andrew has held this card, this B drill, single strike B drill, for many, many videos pairing it with a bunch of other things the b drill is a 130 hp stage two but don't worry you'll never put down a weedle or kakuna um with one single grass energy persistent sting if your opponent's active pokemon has any special energy attached it is knocked out so very good against literally anything that plays special energy which is a ton of things in this format you do play three single strike mustards which is really really great for the ability to starbirth find that out really easily or the two luminion v's that are included in this list the luminion v the ability to grab a supporter from your deck any single one and i mean this is just an incredible fun box deck sean doesn't play any special energies only five fighting and three grass energies but you are playing three training courts for your stadiums you are playing two ordinary rods so there are a lot of ways to get energies back i will say and also cramomatic that's another card that i forgot to mention cramomatic is another one of those cards that will get you whatever you need right just flip heads forehead and so the idea of this box deck is very very cool in my opinion it was very awesome to see you know, power up the Flygon and just hit for an absurd amount of damage in reply. For Slutsky, I think during the Swiss rounds, he was able to set up a, um, like a checkmate board state against his opponent. Was really, really cool to see not only like a powered up RCS V-Star on the bench, but also a Flygon that was one energy away from hitting all that damage. And then also a Beedrill threatening, right? If you played any special energy, it just... There were so many options and it was just so cool. I assume that this is a little bit harder to pilot because it's kind of a box deck, but yeah. it was so cool. It looked so rewarding to play. And another card that you can kind of cut out is the Spirit Tomb in this list. That's basically like Mad Party counter. Um, yeah. But Mad Party wasn't super, super popular as a lot of people were thinking that it could be. So, I mean, the Dunsparce in the Spirit Tomb, there's like two cards that you could potentially cut to change up this deck a little bit for more consistency purposes, more gusting if you want. You know, you're only playing two bosses' orders. Maybe you put a third one in there, or maybe you put an escape rope in there. Who knows? But, it's, I mean, I love this deck. I absolutely love this deck. Like, if PTCG Live were to come out tomorrow, Sean, I would, this, this would be the first deck that I build. <laughs> yeah, this is the first deck that I build. I mean, yeah, I think this just goes to show you in terms of, like, a format being very early. Um, this is a box deck. Like, the Duraludon deck is a very straightforward deck. Like, it's Arceus, it's Duraludon, boom. This, 
I think whatever the partners you want for Arceus, you could have Flygon, you could have Zapdos. There could be a whole range of other Pokemon that go in this deck. So like an Arceus V-Star box deck, who knows how that evolves over time, um, especially as more and more Vs and other things come out too. So that, I think this is a great example of like, if you are a really creative deck builder, Arceus V-Star is kind of your best friend because yeah, it just, it solves a lot of the inconsistency problems that box decks can have. I just know that there's going to be a lot of YouTube videos where LDF, you know, <laughs> pairs yeah. like Arceus V-Star with Simiseer V, you know, just some weird like combination. But I will say on the deck that we were just talking about, the Flygon deck, if you do want to add a card, take it out the Dunsparce of the Spear Tomb, I would maybe like want to try out Peonia. Um, so then if you do notice that, oh, hey, you know, my Galarian Zapdos is prized or maybe mm. I need another Beedrill and it's prized, you know, you have the ability to go get those cards potentially out of your prizes. So it's, it's cool. I don't know if it's worth it. I obviously haven't tested it because I didn't play in this tournament and I didn't know about this deck before the <laughs> other day. Um, but I think it'd be a cool idea if you want to explore options. But again, Sean, uh, do you want to talk about kind of the weekend as a whole, or do you want to kind of wait until next week as I the think, meta develops? I think we can wait until next week, see what the rest of the meta is, because I think we'll get a lot of really interesting results on Limitless as well. Uh, but I, it was exciting to see, I think, how uh, the first sort of large, you know, Brilliant Stars tournament played out right like yeah mu v max obviously still super popular i don't think that's ever i don't think it's going to change but no um because it's just it's just a good deck i know without comparison right it's just a good deck but it's nice to see that like hey there are strategies now that can like really counter mu and i think that's mm -hmm. what a lot of people are hoping for and that seems to be what we've gotten so there's just also like a wide variety of decks that you can play, right? Like you can play this fun box deck and do well. This is also one of the one of the things that we will say. This was a closed deck list tournament. Mm -hmm. And so the difference that a lot of people may not realize because maybe you haven't played in like IRL events because you started during the pandemic, you know, a, some of the reason that a deck like the Flygon deck can do well is people don't really know especially in the swiss rounds you know maybe once they get in like top eight top four word has gotten around and you kind of know the different cheeky things that they can do but you don't really know the stuff in an opponent's deck right mm -hmm. they flip over you know um they flip over the Galarian Zapdos, right? Maybe Galarian Zapdos was their start at the beginning of the game. You don't really know like what the deck is. You know, yeah. you don't know automatically like, oh, this person is playing the Arceus V-Star deck with the two Flygons and two Beedrills. Honestly, right? like, honestly, flipping over an Arceus V, you really don't know what you're up against. Yeah, you have no idea until they play out their turn. And then maybe you have some sort of indication yeah. of what it is. But I mean, this is, again, the big thing about these closed deck list formats is surprises like those can come out and just do really really well so i mean the deck might fall off a little bit because now it doesn't have the surprise factor people kind of know the archetype of what it is but i'm hoping that it stays good because i i might think <laughs> about like 
buying the cards to build this deck, Sean? I don't know. Like, yeah, because now I have a job and now I actually like, hey, have money like yeah i mean it is a three two rcs v star though so maybe like if my buddy kyle is not for like the indie regional or whatever yes. if my buddy is not um using a full play set if he if he's got a play set of v stars and he's not using them all maybe he's got two v stars <laughs> that he can lend me that maybe i'll play this deck maybe i'll play this deck yeah well but that is all for the meta podcast again next week we'll go a little bit more into the depth as the meta develops we'll talk about a plethora more of tournaments and you know what we're we hope you have a great fantastic day today thank you so much for listening to the meta podcast pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta make sure to leave a review if you can comment on the youtube videos as well to help push through the algorithm meta podcast on youtube bye